Welcome back to The Real Chris Carpenter Show. I'm your host, Alan Succi. Here on The Real Chris Carpenter Show, we are always looking for ways to improve. I've heard back from some listeners who have shared some constructive criticism. Something I've heard from several dedicated fans is that I have a tendency to speak too fast. I will do my best to slow my tempo to a more conversational speed. Another criticism I've heard from several people is related to the overall tone of the show. Some have expressed concern that the show's overall negative theme will quickly become irritating or could prevent potential listeners from following the program. As a result, I will do my best to present today's topic in a more rounded, well-thought-out manner. In a world defined by the 24-7 news cycle, negativity surrounds our daily lives. The rest of this program will be a refreshing break from the cruel reality in which we all live. I recently made a change in my life, which has already benefited me greatly. I will share with my audience now the decision I made, although it may not directly relate to every listener. I have lived in the same home for nearly 14 years, and for the entirety of my stay in this house, I have used Suddenlink Communications as my internet service provider. I grew up in a time before the internet, and I have seen the dial-up service providers like AOL come and go. I remember the early days of the internet. I remember the excitement I had when our family upgraded to high-speed cable internet. Cable internet was revolutionary for me. I was able to download computer game demos in minutes instead of hours or even days. I was able to easily connect online and play computer games with my friends. This was even in the days before YouTube and well before social media sites like Facebook or Instagram. Our internet service provider, for most of my time living at my parents' home, was Cox Communications. One fateful day in 2006, I was notified that Cox Communications was bought out by a company I had never heard of, Suddenlink Communications. The immediate impact was negligible. We rarely had any issues with Cox Communications, and this continued generally unchanged in the early days of Suddenlink's takeover. When I moved to my own home in 2008, I was thrilled to contact Suddenlink to set up my own internet services at my new home. The services provided by Suddenlink were generally reliable and fast, but their customer service was not as good as Cox Communications. Something I noticed with Suddenlink was their bills would gradually increase month by month. I would call once every year or two and threaten to go with another provider, so they would lower my rates to a more reasonable cost, and they would often throw in a few months of HBO or some other incentive to try to keep me as a customer. Within a few months, the price would start to climb again, and so the song and dance continued for over a decade, but I was largely satisfied with the speed and reliability of my ISP services. When the world was rocked by COVID in the spring of 2020, our local school district shut down and finished the spring semester remotely. All students were provided with Chromebooks to complete their schoolwork and to log in for remote instruction with teachers. Unfortunately, a large number of students in my city do not have access to high-speed internet, so the school district reached an agreement with Suddenlink Communications to provide free internet services to these underprivileged families so their students could continue receiving education through the pandemic. When the additional strain of those homes was put onto the Suddenlink network, speeds tanked, and disconnections became the norm. Although the idea of free internet services was well-intended, the result was disastrous. 
Now even paying customers could not access the internet. I do not have any children in my home, so the internet issue with the school district did not impact me initially, until the network became overburdened and my internet services became extremely sporadic. I purchased a Wi-Fi router and cable modem of my own in hopes of fixing some of the issues, but the connection issues continued. I hoped to switch to another high-speed ISP, but in my area there was only one option, Suddenlink Communications. The problem came to a head in the summer of 2022, when my internet services stopped functioning at all. I would disconnect the modem and reconnect to force the connection with Suddenlink. That would work for a few minutes at a time, and then the internet would stop working entirely. I called Suddenlink, and they sent two technicians on separate occasions to inspect my home setup and to try to reconnect me. Both times, the internet stopped working within a number of hours of supposedly being fixed. I checked frequently for other options in my area, and was shocked to find that AT&T Fiber was available at my address for the first time in early July of 2022. I quickly signed up for their services at less than half the cost of Suddenlink's broken internet services. Installation was simple and quick. I have been connected with AT&T Fiber for nearly a week without a single hiccup in service, and the speed has been exceptional, often exceeding the level of service that I pay for. I realize that switching off Suddenlink communications is not an option for every listener of my show. In fact, many of you reside in areas where Suddenlink is not offering services. Consider yourselves blessed. For those of you able to make the switch to a reliable internet service provider, I will now present to you the new and improved Positive Outlook Top 10 Things You Can Do With Working Internet Once You Switch Away From Suddenlink Communications. Number one, pretty common, streaming. Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, HBO, and many more. Number two, social media, Facebook, Instagram, and many others. Number three, YouTube. Number four, online banking or paying bills. Number five, watching live sports. Number six, playing games online. Number seven, FaceTime with friends and family. Number eight, working remotely. Number nine, following conference realignment news on Twitter. And number 10, uploading podcast episodes, like the one you're listening to now. I hope my listeners have enjoyed the new format of positivity on The Real Chris Carpenter Show. I also feel that my previous episodes have been exceptionally harsh and cruel to many good people. I have ridiculed superhero films, and through collateral damage, all the many talented filmmakers who work diligently on their craft to bring entertainment to moviegoers around the world. I have ripped sequels, which many fans have eagerly awaited. I have trashed entire film franchises and minimized their importance to pop culture solely because I don't share the same opinion as the general moviegoing audience. I've gone out of my way to call out horror films despite my overall admiration for the genre. I would like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely nobody. The host of this show can say whatever he wants. Superhero movies suck. Movie sequels almost always suck. Many horror movies are absolute garbage. And suddenly communication is broken beyond repair, and it sucks. I've got a lot more access to grind. I have more entities to call out, from sports teams to politicians, from TV shows to video games, and so many more. Buckle up for the ride. <laughs>